Hi, and welcome to the Pride Road Architects podcast. I'm Lisa, Lisa Rains, and each episode I'll talk to people who interest me in the world of architecture and business. So join me and fellow lions and lionesses as we explore architecture in the den. So hi everyone, uh, welcome to Architecture in the Den with me, Lisa Rains. Um, and today I'm joined by Jeff Eccles. Is it Eccles or Etchels? It's no, you had it right, Eccles. <laughs> we were just having a chat before. We've connected a couple of times, but we've never never actually met or talked. So um I'm actually really excited for this conversation. Uh, <laughs> so um in the first instance, do you want to just introduce yourself briefly? Sure, sure. My name is uh, Jeff. I'm I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, so sort of the not quite, but almost the middle of the of the continental U.S. To give you a little sense of the geography, um, my role is the vice president of community development for Entree Architect, and uh, that basically means that I spend my time growing communities of small firm architects, um, empowering, mentoring, and trying to help small firm architects in their quest to change the world. And I, I, I do mean that literally, um, some people think that's a little bit of hyperbole, but I don't think it is. (laughs) Um, so my, my background is 30 some odd years in the profession. So um, are you, are you an architect by trade and training or you... by, by training? Yes. Um, yes. I, I, the, the story that I like to tell is I've got a couple of degrees in architecture and, yeah. you know, graduated, went home to Chicago, Chicago was home at that time. Yeah. Um, worked for a large firm up there and, um, it, it the economy was bad. It was, it was early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. The economy yeah. was bad. Friday was the day that people were laid off. Um, mm. And serendipity is a wonderful thing, right? There were people that came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and they said, hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you, the, the marketing team needs your help on, on this thing. They tapped me on the shoulder and say, hey, you're really good at this. The uh, business development team is working on a deadline. Why don't you go help them? Mm. And so that opened the door. Mm. You know, that exposed me to this idea that, hey, there's there's this thing called the business of architecture. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, I was I was still drafting, this is this is pre-BIM models, right? This is yeah. AutoCAD days. And um, so still drafting and still working on projects and eventually managing projects and doing yeah. some design, what, et cetera. What, what, but, what year was this? Do you remember? So th- this would have been, this would have been early to mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> uh, well, I I was I did my first degree in the UK between ninety and ninety three. So when I came okay. out ninety three, looking for my first experience year year out experience, it was impossible. It yeah. Was. Yeah. I, I, I managed to. I was right. I remember writing a hundred handwritten letters. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, yes. I think I got about 15 interviews because people had nothing else to do but to interview people for no jobs. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I, um, I was telling my students, so I'm teaching two sections of pro practice this semester, one for undergrad and one for a master's program. And mm. the, um, the undergrad students will be going into their internship period in, yeah. the, in the spring, I guess, and it's starting in January. And so I told them, hey, it's, you know, fantastic for you because there's a, there are a lot of jobs out there. But I remember, so for those that uh, don't remember pay phones, <laughs> uh, <laughs> phone, phone booths, things like those, yeah. um, I remember just realizing that I was going to have to go essentially door to door. Yeah. And so I was in, in Chicago, you know, in the city, it was the winter you know, I had, had my big coat on and a pocket full of quarters yeah. to feed the payphone. And, and so I would, I would go to, you know, maybe I had a place to go next, or maybe I was going to need to go down the list and, and call somebody. But I went into the, the phone booth, put the quarters in, yeah. called a firm. And the woman that answered the phone, it's a principal of, you know, I'm not going to say who it was or anything. It's a well-known well-known firm, well-known person, educator, architect. She she was kind enough to have a conversation, mm. right? You know, I said, hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm looking for my first job and I've been sending out all these resumes. Would it be okay if I just stopped in the office? You know, that, that, that type of conversation. And she was, she was kind enough to entertain the conversation, but she said, hey, we, we don't have any work. In fact, we're laying people off. Mm. Said okay, and so my follow-up question was always, "Well, do you know anyone that might have, you know, might have some work, might have a job?" And she said, "No, I really don't. You know, construction has stopped. I'm, I'm standing there in Chicago, you know, and you just see these cranes that are just standing still, and you know, nothing, nothing going on. You don't hear the noise of construction going on." She said, "I don't, I don't know anybody that uh, that's hiring." And so then my, my second follow-up question was always, well, do you have any advice, right? If you were in my shoes, do you have any advice for somebody that, you know, is, is a young person right out of school um, that's looking for their first job? And there was this long pause. And I thought, well, this is going to be good. Because most people, I would ask that question, you know, first one, no, we're not hiring. No, I don't know anybody that's hiring. And then most people with the third question is just keep trying or no, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's just really hard, you know, something like that. And there's this long pause. I'm thinking this is going to be, this is going to be a really good answer because she's actually, she's, she's taking a minute to think about what she's going to say. So there's this pause. And in a minute she says, I guess the only advice I have for you is I, I have, essentially just graduated from from school right she says my only advice is it's not too late to change your career path <laughs> and i thought oh my gosh are you this this <laughs> this is your advice is give up on architecture forget about trying to find a job go back to school and study something else i guess and that i mean that was you know for those of us you know, you and I that, that came out in that time period, 
that that's sort of being forged by fire, right? You've mm -hmm. got to you've got to figure out how to network. We didn't call it that back then, but yeah. how to network, how to make connections, how to you know we we didn't think about it like this, but how to do the business development, yes. how to do the yeah. marketing, those handwritten notes that you're talking about. Fantastic. What if you did that today, right? As a as well, um, part of your marketing, absolutely. You do that, you know, and and I say to sort of you know my mentees um you know do it, it's a numbers game you've got to get out there you've got yes. to do multiples but you've also got to have the edge you know send something yep. through the post mm -hmm. everyone's sending yeah. everything by email and you just ignore the email if i got something through the post that was beautiful i'd look at it right right yeah there, i mean there's so many ways yeah. there's so many ways to differentiate yourself and some of those ways could be a handwritten note. That's very unusual today, as you you know, as you said. I mean, it's, a, it's an email rather than a than a note. It could be something beautiful through the post. Um, it could be, you know, I think of of Pride Road Architects, and you have a very different business model, which I'm intrigued by. <laughs> that's that's a differentiator, right? And it, it could be certainly those other things, your website, and you, you know, so on and so forth, but at the end of the day, you know, the question is, what are you doing to connect with other human beings in a meaningful way? Right? That's, that's what a lot of a lot of this comes down to. Sorry, dead air, just um, letting the dogs out of the room, they were starting to bark. <laughs> no worries. No worries. That I that I understand. We have three of them, and right now they're they're calm and quiet. So <laughs> they were in the room. They were calm and quiet, but my husband just came home, and once the door goes, they're like, <laughs> "Yep, that'll do it." <laughs> yeah. Now I seem to remember back in '93, I had yeah didn't have a job. There was the market was dead. Um, so I, I studied in Leeds in the UK and then there was a symposium, an architectural symposium in Liverpool, which isn't that far away. It's like, you know, an hour and a half drive or two hours drive, which I'm sure in America would be like nothing. But over here, over in the UK, you'd be like, oh, that's so far. <clears throat> so there was an architectural symposium in Liverpool and I couldn't understand why none of my classmates went to it. I was like, "You've it's it, not quite on your doorstep, but it's not that far away." And I, you know, I, I sort of went with a, a someone in a one of the higher years, in like a year five or something like that, and went across to this symposium. And you know, there were a whole bunch of architects talking, young, upcoming, you know, practices. And you networked. And off the back of that, I met uh, Studio 333 and they were um, they were doing a Europan competition. It was Europan 3. And then they invited me to the Netherlands to go and work on their just a, probably just a bit of slave draftsmanship. <laughs> um, sorry. Reality. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so a bit of drafting, bit of model making um, for a couple of weeks. Um, expenses paid, but not paid. Um, but it was really good fun, great experience. And, you know, they actually won Europan that year. So, you know, it was a great piece for my portfolio, my CV. Right. Um, and then I went on, I think, to, what was it? I I attended a winter school, no, a summer school in Tallinn, um, which it, it's so Tallinn, Estonia. So it had just um, been um, become independent from Russia. Rolls eyes. <laughs> uh, trauma going on over there at the moment. Um, right. Not necessarily in Estonia, but um, yeah, Ukraine and all the rest of it. But yeah, so so I did a I went over and did a an architectural summer school over there. And again, it's it's connections, it's networks, and these networks last. You know, they last a lifetime. And then you come back to the UK with a bit of that experience. And, you know, it is a differentiator when you're going into a practice. You oh, know, when 100%. You yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, um, right. We kind of got a little bit sidetracked there, but that's the nature of this podcast. It is. It <laughs> it's is fine. It's just chatting. Um, so, tell me a bit about Entre Architect. Entre Architect. Yeah, so Entre Architect is the uh, largest worldwide community of small firm architects. Mm. Sounds there's some some irony in their largest community of small, but um, but really the mission is to um, support and mentor small firm architects around the world, mm. and that that takes a lot of a lot of different forms at uh, different periods of time to start. This is uh, an idea that Mark R. LePage launched over 10 years ago now. And it started mm -hmm. out as a blog and then uh, a podcast, which many of your listeners are probably familiar with. He's, he's four, 400 and some, maybe 500 episodes in at this point. Um, a Facebook group, which is healthy and thriving. And, it, and it's a community just for architects. So you, you can join the Entree Architect Community Facebook group, and it's a safe place for architects to have conversations about architecture. You can talk about, hey, this is happening with a client. What do you, what would you do? Or this is happening with a contractor or a project, or do you have a detail or, you know, th these types of things. So it's a, it's a thriving community there on Facebook, but there's also the, the academy side, which is the, uh, uh, a paid side of Entree Architect where there are resources, contracts, and, and different documents, um, system documents. Uh, there are also, uh, every month, there's a, what we call an expert training session. So somebody will come in and maybe talk about the entrepreneur operating system or, or you know, finances or marketing or whatever, you know, whatever the topic of the month is. And then there are mastermind groups. And... Um, but but all in all, it's a community. Mm. It's and uh, and I mean really a community. There to the point that people will travel 
to meet up with each other, similar to what we've been talking about in terms of networking, people from the Entree Architect community will travel to meet each other. Uh, every weekday afternoon, East Coast time, <laughs> 4 p.m. Eastern, um, <laughs> I host something called Context and Clarity. It's a conversation every afternoon. We have a theme for a week and we have, you know, we have different topics every day. And then Thursday afternoons, I interview somebody. So yesterday it was Ray Brown, the, uh, he calls his, he's got two titles. One is chief mentor, which is a title that I love. I think that's a fantastic title. And also the co-founder of Archibiz. He's based in uh, Melbourne in Australia. Uh, so we, we've been talking all week about the people side of your business. So how do you, how do you recruit? How do you retain employees? How do you manage? And then we talked with Ray yesterday. Um, Tomorrow is the last Friday of, of the month. So, or today, I guess, is the last Friday of the month. So uh, the last Friday of every month is our book club discussion. We also have a book club associated with this. So we'll, we'll discuss a book that we've been reading all month. But how, how do you have the discussion? Is it what, what platform? So, uh, well, five, all five days of the week, it is um, Facebook Live right. inside, the, inside the Facebook group. But then Thursdays, we call it our simulcast. Mm. And it goes out to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Twitch. And so you can, from from any of those platforms, and this is one thing that I tell tell people all the time, is like, hey, if you know somebody that, that needs this conversation, you know, yesterday, like I said, we talked to Ray about managing the people side of your business. Last week, we talked to Megan Dolly about your finances, you know, um, if you know somebody that um, that needs this conversation, right, that needs to hear from an expert in whatever the topic is, invite them, make it easy, send them to the Entree Architect YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and they can watch it, they can listen to it, then comment, uh, ask questions live from, from any of those platforms. But uh, we, we try to make it you know, it's not it's not unlike this, right? It's a it's a casual conversation about a particular subject, and then we tried to bring in the the questions and comments from the live audience yeah. as much as possible to make it as engaging and, and yeah. interactive as possible. So, what's so those those are a lot of things that are going on. So we're back to uh, time zones again. So four p.m. Yeah. Eastern time, right? Um. So what time? It's probably about nine o'clock your time. Nine PM. PM UK time. Right. Okay. So, what time is it with you? Are you cent- Central time? No, I'm I'm in Eastern. You're in Eastern. <laughs> ah. Yeah. If you if you want to dig into to uh, time zone trivia, Indiana is an anomaly, which is where I live. Um, it's um geographically it should be central time zone but we're on eastern time zone oh okay oh that's exciting why why so in in the u.s yeah we'll go down this path right it's you know it's a a very it's a very broad country right and so uh like like others um you know i forget how many time zones russia has is a whole bunch in china well Mm -hmm. the united states has a whole handful of time zones you got eastern central mountain pacific etc and at some point in time i i don't know 1800s would be my guess Mm. there was a newspaper man 
that owned the newspaper in Indianapolis, owned mm. a newspaper in, um, I forget which city it is, but a city in, in Arizona. Yeah. And then a newspaper in Hawaii. Right. And as different, as the daylight savings time was adopted, this guy didn't like that. He didn't like daylight savings time. So he was able to successfully lobby to not have daylight savings time where he had his newspapers. So until a handful of years ago, yeah. Indiana, Arizona, and Hawaii all had their own time zones. Right. They didn't, you know, we, we would match up part of the, in Indiana, we would match up part of the year with Central and part of the year with Eastern. <laughs> right. okay. Arizona still does that. Hawaii, Hawaii's, you know, they're out there in the ocean, so I don't know if it's, that yeah. big a deal for them but in yeah. arizona you you still it, it's are you on pacific are you aligning with pacific right now or are you aligning with mountain right now yeah so it, it's just you know it, it's as um does it affect as where people as anything does it affect where people kind of settle in the states time zones no i, I don't know how much um I, I don't know how much thought goes into that honestly I do remember when Indiana switched to Eastern time zone, right? You know, went from quote unquote Indiana time to Eastern time zone. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of conversation about aligning with the Eastern time zone because there was somebody, somebody claimed there was more commerce done, you know, with New York. Yeah. Than with the, uh, basically the whole rest of the country and, and some you know somebody else later came came about and said uh number one that's not true and number two who cares because everything's online but um <laughs> but that that was an argument that was made so i, I just think time zones are fascinating because i get them wrong all they, they are especially you know because this is it is I was sort of talking. My last my last talk was with uh, Michelle um, Hottle. Oh, Hottle, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, she's over in San Diego. So you know, I was trying to. I think uh, we sat uh, we sat a, a time that was good for me, but not very good for her. <laughs> uh, that's that's hard to do. I mean, we we talked to Ray. Yes, yesterday afternoon, my time. Yeah, and it was Friday morning. It was early Friday morning. I, I forget what the difference is, but it's um, probably about four o'clock, um, <laughs> four four or five o'clock a.m. Friday morning for him. You know, Thursday I, afternoon for I us. I just and... don't function between you know it's about side of British working hours. You know, I I'm I get you know in the evening i just have to switch off you know i kind of i've never been one for working through the night or anything like that i can't you know i can't work late um i kind of start losing the ability to talk around sort of seven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> that i understand yeah um yeah so you know during clubhouse when we were in on lock in lockdown and we were doing all these clubhouse groups to keep in contact um you know i was kind of i couldn't do anything before 8 8 a.m in the morning again no. you know, <laughs> i don't make any sense i take the dogs out at 7 a.m in the morning and um yeah. 
you know, people try and have conversations with me. I'm like, just don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we are uh, we're still doing a clubhouse room. It 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 mirrors or parallels, I guess, context and clarity in the afternoon. We do a clubhouse room at nine a.m. Eastern, um, which is you know for somebody like Michelle that's that's in San Diego, you know Pacific time, it's six a.m. Mm. And it it always amazes me that we'll have a handful of people. And, and you know, the, the reality is you just have to pick a time. Yeah, yeah. Right? You, you've just, you've just got to draw a line in the sand and, and people have to say, yeah, I'll show up or no, that's too early to show up or too late or whatever. And, and you know, that is what I it think is. When I was running a group um, cons constructed together at AM, 8 a.m. UK time. Yeah. And I kind of purposefully chose that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like let's keep this uk base and i and i was still getting people drop it dropping in from the states i'm like what time is it? yeah well i, I but but i think that's I, I think that's that that's really what you have to do i mean that you know I've, my my title is vp of community development for entree architects so my focus is building communities yeah right and well, you, internationally you and internationally and, and yes that that um that adds a layer of complexity certainly mm -hmm. and it, it amazes me every single day you know i'll i'll uh, kick off context and clarity 4 p.m eastern mm. which is super comfortable for anybody or, or at least for me it's it's comfortable for somebody in the eastern time zone if you're over at on the other coast mm. in the united states if california or seattle or somewhere um you know it's it's early afternoon mm. but what always amazes me is that every day well not every day but but many days we will have uh barry popping in from scotland so it's in the <laughs> evening for him we will have audrey <laughs> coming in from australia good. yeah you know and it, it's morning for her and so you know so, understanding yeah. Yeah, so 9 a.m. Eastern is, what, about 2 p.m. for me. So that's probably right in the middle of my busy client. Sure, uh, sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be our clubhouse yeah. conversations. Yeah, and um, so we need. I need to start winding this up because it is a rel relatively short podcast. Um, but I'm just going to pitch my business to you because you're listening and you're there. <laughs> let's do it so, um i at pride road um we're an architectural practice franchise um and um i have 155 territories available in the uk um you need to be a uk qualified architect to join the franchise um i'm looking at um <clears throat> sort of I am looking at international master franchise licenses. If uh, any, if yourself or any of your network are interested, um, it um, I have had quite a lot of interest from kind of small practices, but they the, the right person would need to be business minded because the they'd need yes. to be looking at the master franchise rather than just taking on, you know, 
small a small town or a small area um so it needs to have the bigger picture in mind so um yeah i'm just throwing it out there if uh, there is anyone who wants to have a proper chat with me about the finances of uh, a franchise and sort of licensing in the states or overseas or wherever let me let me ask you this <laughs> where did you get the inspiration to develop a franchise model for your firm if i can simplify it in that way of course um i set up my business in 2010 um so i couldn't uh i'd lost my job um i was made redundant for the second time after having after being on maternity leave um so set up on my own uh made a bunch of mistakes um and but by 2012 i'd kind of nailed it um working just with homeowners really niche down really focused my marketing got the website understood google networking online networking got the, all the socials to work as well um, and at the same time, I was involved in women in property, the RIBA, and I could really see um, a, 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 there was an issue for women in architecture. Um, so um, there's, there's almost parity at university now. At the time, it was okay. a lot less, but there's almost parity between men and women at university. But there's a massive dropout of women at the age of 30. Sure. So um, what I'd realized was that I developed a business model that suited working mums. Mm -hmm. um, and that there were there were women falling out of architecture and go and just leaving, having all that training and then just leaving architecture. And, yep. you know, from within our franchise, you know, you've got women stepping out, losing their confidence, you know, try trying and failing to set up their own business, you know, uh, working in doing charity work or, um, you know, working in a library, not just not doing architecture. Um, and so I'd found a way to um, to make a, a, a practice work and it was and, and i thought this 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 is what i've got to do i've got to get this idea out there um and then i read michael gerber's e-myth revisited um and another book <laughs> nigel bottrell um who's a british entrepreneur who sets up entrepreneurs circle he's googling um or yep, looking at, yeah b-o-t-t-e-r-i-l-l -L, i think something like that and it, it was a free book that came with one of the one of the um groups that he that were in his network called botty rules and it was basically all about franchising and i just thought mm -hmm. oh yeah that works as a model and yep. then spent the next few years developing it up yeah, I, I wondered if if Michael Gerber was going to come into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. we, we we had him as a guest on Context and Clarity Live. Did you? And there are um, th th 
I think there's always, so my, my, my opinion after interviewing Michael Gerber is that, uh, first of all, he, he's, he's brilliant, you know, yeah. he's, uh, and he's developed this idea and put it into practice, um, e even in, in the publication of all of his, all of his different books, right? They're, they're, well, it's he's yeah. Exactly. But he's also a professional provocateur, which is, you know, it's part of his brand, it's part of his brand mm. and it's part of what attracts people to his work. Mm. And so, you know, when he starts talking about, well, you have to develop this business and the systems for the business, mm -hmm. um, and, and he'll, he'll tell a story about McDonald's, mm -hmm. right? You know, one of the, one of the sort of the ultimate franchise models in history. And when, when he says that you'll have architects that bristle against that, right? Oh my gosh, I don't want to be the McDonald's of architecture, which of course is not the point at all. Right. The point is that Ray Kroc came in to, you know, these two brothers that had the hamburger stand and says, hey, we can systematize this or systemize whatever the, the real world yeah, real yeah. word is. <laughs> and and we can develop this into a, a business that can be repeated, mm -hmm. which is which is what you're doing. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'm. And incidentally, when I talk to potential franchisees and explain, I do, I talk, I talk about McDonald's because, you know, yeah. it, it's a well-known um, franchise. Exactly. No one else can name yeah. any, anything else apart, you know, maybe the odd food right. chain, but, you know, franchising exists yeah. in the business world just across the whole spectrum. Yeah. So when, when someone buys into the, the Pride Road, um, franchise mm -hmm. what sort of systems what what how do you help them set up their franchise um well we provide the website so um they would have an area within our website so you so our website's really sticky so yeah. um so we don't send them off and set up their own you know it's within right, right. our um, and, you know, we've done a certain amount of lead generation within the UK um, and they can use our portfolio. So, you know, when people set up their own business, um, often they don't have finished photos of uh, projects that they want to, you know, work on in the future. You know, so, but we do. We, you know, we've got completed extensions with happy families in it. So, right. and the more lifestyle photos, so it's geared towards our, our audience and our clients. Um, so, so they get the website, uh, they get 10 days of training. So on sales, marketing, uh, technicals, um, confidence, coaching, image styling, um, but then kind of brush ups on kind of CPDs, um, you know, on the, the technical side vernacular, because, you know, we, we're in a niche area. So it's easy to go. Right. right. We need to look at basements, party wall, you know, permitted mm -hmm. development rights, you know, the, the relevant sort of things for right. residential extensions in the UK. Um so that's the training. Um, they get access to a CRM system. 
um, customer relationship management system, which is really sophisticated, but easy to use. So, and really, really like super strict process driven, you right. know, and, and all the kind of legal forms are there on a click of a button with dynamic fields all filled in. Yeah. Um, um, our process is really um, systematized. So, you know, it's all it's all geared to keep the clients flowing throughout the project. You know, we, we, we don't like throw stuff into the ether and then wait for clients in you know, five years to come back to us if they want to make a change or something. You know, we kind of we we're proactive and we follow up um, and we have a way of working. We have we we do hand-drawn concept design drawings as mm. our first i'm holding for those listening i'm holding <laughs> yeah. up some tracing paper a3 so we start with hand-drawn um concept design workshop that's done in front of the clients either online or in person that is charged we we charge for it and we don't issue those drawings until we get paid for it um and then either that concept design goes on to form a project or it doesn't. If it doesn't, we've been paid for our time so far. And if it does, then, you know, we've we've got um, a project going through the system. Yeah. yeah so it's end to end, basically end to end support. You buy a license for five years. Um, there is you also pay a franchise fee of 10 percent. Uh, of your turnover a month uh, plus uh, £150 marketing fee um, but you get continual support we meet uh, fortnightly as a team online um, uh, we meet physically every two months um, so the you, you just it's just really collaborative uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, long, long answer to quick. No, no, I, I love it. I love it. Um, because you know what you're, what you just described, right? You've got all the systems and processes, and and not not only, not only do you you have them, not only do you understand them and have them, and have them documented, but you also have the different tools that go along with them. Yeah and they're packaged up so that to, to way oversimplify you could hand them to somebody right yeah and kind of a business that, in, well not really <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that, i think that's i think that's a great term for it i'm sure it turns some people off but i, I like that idea it's business in a box here you go here's your architecture firm and all of those things that you just described are things that we see people struggling with all the time yeah you know we talked with ray brown yesterday um, about the people side and about the strategy that needs to go in before you hire somebody. We talked to, to Megan Dolly a week ago, I guess, about the numbers, the financial numbers that you're looking at and what they mean, the story they tell. And we talked to Ian Motley about um, uh, three-tiered or multi, I should say multi-tiered proposals and, and pricing strategies. And what you're talking about encompasses you know the way that you've i'm going to say the way that you designed it for pride road it encompasses a lot of these things that we talk about all the time and almost everybody is missing different pieces 
Mm. Well, I, I do a, I do a good job of on production, but you know, I often don't know where the next job is coming from. I don't have anything in my pipeline, right? They're not using a CRM. They don't have a process or, or I, I struggle with keeping up, um, with, with deadlines or correspondence because I don't have a system, you know, I, I send an email and, and then I wait. So I don't know if you're using HoneyBook or Dubsado or, or what you're using, but they don't have a process for the, the distribution and the follow-up and, mm. and all of those things. And, and that's, that's what we see all of the time in, in small firms and medium-sized firms. Hopefully by the time you're uh, a quote-unquote larger firm, you've got some of these things uh, or a lot of these things that you're talking about in place. But I think that's, that, that's why I said earlier, I'm intrigued by your business model because I think in the minds of many architects, this is a very unique idea, mm-hmm. but what, but to me, it's an expression of what a well-designed and well-run, n- not, not the, not necessarily the franchise, the franchising of it, but simply the core of it mm. is an expression of what a well-designed and well-run firm should look like right these are the pieces and this is you know if you talk to ray ray brown at archibiz he's going to say hey there's there are a handful of fundamental pieces that have to be in place and and running in any business and oftentimes this is one of the reasons i like to teach pro practice these days is because when i went to school when a lot of people went to school we didn't get any business training we had professional practice, yeah, we but did. it didn't cover the business of architecture. Absolutely. So, um, I'm going to have to draw this to a close because this is fun. I need to get over to a client meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have those systems in place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank it's you. really good to meet you. Um, so I'm going to put... It's, your... it's fun to finally meet. <laughs> I'm going to put your links and bios in yeah all the links and stuff in the uh yeah. podcasty whatever stuff right i'm rambling now so i'm going to st- stop recording <laughs> bye thank you for joining me lisa rains for architecture in the dam If you want to find out about franchising, check out our website, prideroadfranchise.co.uk. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe and leave a review. And do get in touch through your favourite platform if you'd like to be a guest.